You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 262. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today on the podcast, I have a fantastic guest where we are talking all about meal prepping. So Allison Hollinger is here to help us to be able to streamline our lives a little bit better, eat a little bit healthier, and make the week a little bit less stressful, all with figuring out how to make meal prepping work for you. Now, one of the reasons that I had Allison on the podcast is because I know she is not the type of meal prepper who is going to tell you that you need to spend four hours on a Saturday meal prepping every single thing you're going to eat in these colorful containers that are so uniform and, you know, have everything in your, in your fridge. Like that's not the way that she does it. Cause I don't think for many of us, that is a realistic way to do meal prep. So she is a fantastic resource who has figured out how to make meal prepping work for busy families. And that's exactly why I had her on the podcast today. So we talk about meal prepping, how to get started, some of the barriers that a lot of people have to overcome uh, to be willing to meal prep. And she speaks to a couple that I've had myself. So definitely make sure that you're listening to the episode. If you are someone who's sitting here going, I don't know, I'm not sure if meal prepping is anything that I want to get into this year. Listen to the episode and decide at the end if it's something that you want to try out because Allison makes it feel very easy and very doable, which is something that I definitely appreciate. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode with Allison. I am so excited to welcome Allison to the podcast. Allison, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is so good. Um, This is a topic that I really wanted to hit at the beginning of the year because I think as people are rolling into the new year, they're setting resolutions, they're recommitting to some of their fitness goals. And a lot of times meal prepping fits in with that. We recognize the more prepared we are, the more successful we usually are when it comes to our food. And so I'm excited to be able to talk with you about that topic. So before we dive into that, uh, will you just introduce yourself to my audience and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm Allison Hollinger. I uh, have a meal prepping membership called Plan to Nourish. I'm the founder and creator of that. And I essentially teach busy families how to meal plan and prep effectively, efficiently, and sustainably. been meal prepping for about uh, over a decade. And so I have a lot of experience, especially with juggling families and, and working full time and all of that good stuff. Yeah. And one of the things I appreciate about you is you're coming from the perspective of meal prepping with a family. You have kids, you have a husband, and it's not like you're alone as a single woman, which is fine. But a lot of us, I think it's different if you're like single and on your own versus meal prepping for a family. And so that's really what we're going to dive into uh, today. So I am curious, you said you've been meal prepping for 10 years. Like what triggered that? What got you into it? Actually, so I've been cooking my whole life. It just kind of runs in the family. So I've always had that skill. But I 
as I got into my 20s, I kind of took a sidebar as taking care of myself and all of that good stuff. It actually, when I started really meal prepping is when I w- had just had my first baby and the, my husband was deployed. We're a military family. And I went to the doctor for a checkup and she's like, you look terrible. What are you doing? <laughs> you're running yourself into the ground. We need to make some, she's like, you're anemic. Um, we need to do a full plant panel. You are deficient in so many things. I can tell you're exhausted. You need to change your lifestyle or you're going to throw yourself into an autoimmune disorder. So that was a big gut check for me. They actually asked if I had an eating disorder because I looked so malnourished. I had no idea. I was just trying to, I had a very, very fussy baby um, and I was on my own. So I decided to dive into, she's like, meal prepping is the answer. I feel like doctors always tell you that meal prepping is the answer, but they don't explain how to do it. Back then we didn't have like all of the internet to search. There wasn't Instagram and all the reels and all that stuff. So I started getting books and reading, tried to dive in and found that what people defined as meal prepping did not work for me as a mom and someone who didn't necessarily love doing it to begin with. It was this, you have to prep everything for hours over the weekend and do everything under the sun and eat the same thing every day. And and that for me just did not work. So I threw all the books away. I dove into making it doable for me. And then when it worked for me, all of the other military spouses around wanted to know what I was doing to suddenly have more energy and to actually have time for myself. And I was eating really well. And then it just kind of trickled out from there. It's so good. So, uh, you know, before we dive in, we're going to, we're going to get into some, some specifics. Allison's going to help us with some specifics, but, um, I'm curious who, who do you think, uh, meal prep is good for? And is there anybody who you say it's like not really a good fit for those types of people? I would say it's good for literally everybody, regardless of your budget, regardless of dietary restrictions or, uh, fitness goals or time constraints, whether you are a single person or a family, I think it's for everybody. If it's not for you, if it's what you're, I always say to my clients, like if what you're doing is working for you and you don't feel like you need a change, then there's no reason to change. But if what you're doing, the same old, same old stuff, it just isn't working, then it's time to change. And we always say like nothing changes unless something changes, right? So that's what I would say to that. Yeah, that's really good. Um, Just so we can make sure we have our terminology correct and we're like on the same page. What do you see as the difference between meal planning and meal prepping? Okay. So meal planning, I call it like the GPS map for the week. That's how I always refer to it. That's just like your itinerary. It's going to be your menu, what you're going to have to eat every single day of the week. Uh, We can get into the specific. I only do Monday through Friday, just so everyone knows to make it a little easier for myself. But with prepping, it's actually preparing something that you're going to be eating or consuming um, ahead of time to kind of set yourself up for success. Awesome. Okay, cool. So what do you see as the biggest reasons why people don't meal prep? Like what holds people back from actually doing that? Because that sounds very nice to like have things ahead of time. (laughs) That sounds great. I, I would love that. So why don't people do it? I think people get busy. I think we all know we need to meal prep, but it becomes... Um, I think probably most people have dabbled in it at some point and then felt very overwhelmed and very burnt out by it, found that the the time it took to put into it didn't, um, it wasn't worth the benefit of it. Mm, yeah. That I think that there's this mindset, like, especially if you go look at social media, 
there's yeah, kind it's of so like Pinteresty. Like, yes, <laughs> it's so filtered. It's yeah. so beautiful, and you see these countertops with these huge spreads of everything for the week, and I'm like, it's either it's going to take too much time, or it's too expensive, or my picky family won't eat that stuff. Yeah, it's a big one too. That is a big one. Um, so and they're like, uh, meal prepping is boring. Those are all kind of the basics. It's too much time. It's too complicated. I don't have, you know, it's too expensive. Um, I don't want to eat the same food every day. Is that a big one? I feel like that's one that I hear a lot. Yeah. I don't eat leftovers. Oh, that's a good one. That's another one too, that we get a lot. Uh, And so I, I'm the one that debunks the myths for all that. Like think that definition of what society puts out there, Instagram world of meal prep is not accurate for real life families. Yes. I agree. I feel like I, I love to look at the beautiful images on Pinterest or on social media. Like they're all like colorful and they have all the, you know, everything's like organized in these little different containers and it's, you know, there's seven of them and it's so pretty. And I look at that and just think, oh man, that is, that's a lot. (laughs) I don't know that I can do all of that. So I love that. One of the things I love about the way that you approach this is it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. And that, that Pinteresty version of like having every single one of your meals all prepped ahead of time, you know, for seven days a week for every single meal you're going to eat. It doesn't, it's not the only way that meal prepping can work. And you figured out a way to make it really easy for busy families to be able to make it work for them, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, Allison, uh, convince me that meal prepping is worth it. Right. Cause one of the things you said was, that some of the reasons that people don't do it is because they don't feel like the the benefit, the payoff is worth the time investment that it is. So what is the benefit? What is the payoff? What would you say to someone who's like, I'm not sure if I want a meal prep, what, what would you say to help them to see the benefit on the other side of, if they take the time to do this? Yeah. So this comes up a lot actually. And how I always start is everyone's individual goals of like, what is their goal for not only their health and fitness, but their financial goals and their self-care goals and the time, the things that are the priority for them in their life. And generally it comes all down to meal prepping that can pave the path towards their goals. It sounds crazy, but if like your goal is to save time throughout the week, like if you're feeling like you're frazzled and you're chaotic, meal prepping is going to help you with that. If you're feeling like you need to save money, that budgeting is a number one priority for you. Well, meal prepping is the one area in your life where you like food that you eat is total in your in your control. It's the one thing where you have the most flexibility in your budget. And if your time is to if your priority is to like spend more time with your family, or you want to go be able to, to uh, I don't know, go do go read books or have some time for yourself, then meal prepping can pave the way for that too. I I think that no matter what, oh, and the other one is if you have health and fitness goal where you're trying to stick to a restrictive plan or you're trying to reach a weight loss goal, then the only way to be successful is to meal prep and be um, ahead of the game. Because we get, I always say like, when we're hangry and we're hungry, we throw all rational uh, thinking out the window and we go for convenience. It's totally. not for health. It's not for budget. It's, yeah. it's for convenience. It's what's easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a huge one is like, we're able to make better decisions um, earlier in the day. We're better we're able to make decisions yeah. when we're not hungry, when we're not time strapped for like trying to figure out what we're going to eat. So that planning ahead of time and knowing what you're going to eat and then that prepping it to make it super easy just to, to grab it. People are more likely to be able to 
you know, stay with healthier food and, and feel good about the things that they're eating, which is, which is so valuable. That's so awesome. Okay. So if someone's listening to this, they're like, okay, Allison, you convinced me. I want to get started, but I'm, I don't want to do the pinch or see. Like I, like that scares me to do, you know, seven days a week and, and plan everything. What do you suggest as like the, the baby step, like the yeah. first step of like, what can I do to kind of tip my toe into this world of meal prepping? Yeah. So I have the motto that some is better than none. That's yes, like a really big giant one. It's kind yeah. of how I run my whole life. Yep. <laughs> and so if you're in the all or nothing mindset, most people won't get started with a lot of things. Right. Yeah. Uh, so what I do is I break down, I talk to my clients about breaking down, like where do they struggle the most? Where it's the one area of the week or in their day that they struggle with food the most. And we start there. Usually it's lunches. I I'd like find I was like, gonna say that actually when you said that I I was like lunch, I feel like for a lot of us. Yeah, it's usually lunches for you. So my so this is gonna sound crazy, but the priority for, for when I'm talking to families or um when I like the priority for meal prepping is to take care of is you as the caretaker. It take mm-hmm. care of you. It's like an oxygen mask on an airplane. You need to put yours on first before you can take care of anyone else. So where yeah. you personally struggle is where we start, which is like if it's lunch, then you go with making a lunch for the week ahead of time, commit to that. And if that goes well, then you can add something onto it the next day or maybe I mean, next week or maybe next month. Um, we can go slow or as fast as someone wants, but it's about having the one thing, starting with one thing, making it amazing, mm-hmm. feeling good with it, and then adding on to it. Okay. So people who are listening can be asking themselves, what's the sticking point for me in my day? Like what's yeah. the, what's the hardest part of my day of figuring out what to eat or, or, or to feed myself. Um, right. And I, and I think the question of like to feed myself is such a good question to start with. Cause I think a lot of moms go to, to feed my family. And to your point, it's like, no, let's take care of you. Let's feed yourself first and get that under control. And then you're going to have so much more energy and time and focus and ability to be able to, you know, feed your family. Um, exactly. Cause if you're constantly worried about your family, so I don't know if this makes like, if anyone else can find this relatable, but I find that if I'm only focused on the family, I will forget to eat Yes. or I will then start to eat like the crusts off the kids sandwiches right. or I'll go add for the, go get the chips in my household. I don't, um, like I, I believe in moderation. And so like we have chips and goldfish crackers and that kind of stuff around too. Mm-hmm. Everything's balanced, but I will go for that stuff for like a quick fix. And then my nutrition goes out the way. I have my own health goals, you know, that I need to reach too. Mm-hmm. Um, by constantly trying to just take care of the family, then my health goes out the window. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what other, uh, you know, so when you said like, what's your sticking point of the day for me, I, I immediately thought lunch for myself and maybe some of the people listening did as well, but what are some other sticking points that you hear very commonly of people like identifying this is, this is the hardest part of the day for me. And how does meal prepping fit into that? Okay. So a big one is breakfast. A lot of people will stop at McDonald's to go grab maybe just a coffee or maybe an egg McMuffin or whatever, um, which adds up a lot of money over yeah. the course of a week. And a or lot of people, calories. <laughs> and a lot of calories. And yeah. people are skipping breakfast altogether. I am a huge advocate for smoothies. That's Smoothies changed my health. Mm. Like that was the easiest thing that I can prep them two different ways ahead of time. My kids know how to prep them. Even my seven-year-old preps them. Mm-hmm. Um, but smoothies have been like the saving grace for the family because it's portable nutrition that allows me to multitask. <laughs> and so if I can put a smoothie together, if it's prepped ahead of time, I can put it together in 60 seconds or less. And then I've got a full ready meal 
to go out awesome. the door with me or to vacuum the house or to work on homework with the kids or whatever it is. Um, but breakfast is a big one. Um, I think oftentimes people forget to make snacks. Um, they think that maybe they'll be good with their three meals for the day, but we need things that can bridge the gap or take off that hangry feeling. And when you're hangry in that afternoon slump, that's when we make like the trips to Starbucks and get those sugary uh, caramel macchiatos and things like that, or those cake pops. Uh, so having snacks available that are easy, grab and go. That's like one of the big things. I actually put those on my meal plan. When I do a meal plan for the week, I make sure that mm -hmm. there are snacks on there for myself, as well as lunches and breakfast for me. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about um, space and equipment to be able to make this easy. Cause that's another big like objection that comes into my mind is like, oh my gosh, I have to go buy all these like little bento boxes and these little containers and like fill my fridge with all of these stacks of, you know, different meal prep, like boxes. And so talk to me about how you make that, how, how we make that as easy as possible. Yeah. So first and foremost, it doesn't matter the size of your kitchen. I've made meal prepping work for a summer in a New York city, uh, hotel apartment, like, um, like a kitchenette with a very tiny refrigerator. And I meal prep for my daughter as an athlete. So I've meal prepping is essential for her. So I make it work in those type, that type of, a. Uh, situation or a regular kitchen, you really probably already have on hand what you need without having to buy anything. No one says every container has to match. Uh, if you are looking for like a three compartment, those black containers that all are the same, they're easy to, to work with, you can go get one pack of five for less than $3 at Walmart that are great. And then you can just reuse those every week. Uh, I'm always say like work with what you have first and then upgrade over time. That's you good. just, the big thing is, is that see with all the money you're going to save with meal prepping, you can totally upgrade over time very quickly. But, uh, I always say like, it has to just be, my rule is that it has to be airtight. That's mm -hmm. like, if you have go through your cabinet and if you have those containers that don't have matching tops, you mm -hmm. know, we all have those, then get rid of those and get one stack of five containers from Walmart to order them online from Amazon if you want to, but like, you don't, you don't need a fancy gadget. You don't need to have a pressure cooker. You just need like an oven and a skillet will work. If you want to make things a little bit easier, you can get something like a Ninja foodie, which is a one-stop shop, pressure cooker, air fryer and slow cooker all at one. Um, but you can work up to that. You can make it very easily done with an oven and a stove in like one or two pans. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So walk me through this a little bit so that I can kind of visualize it. Um, what so you're starting the week out and you're coming into like when you're going to do your meal prep, do you do it one time a week? Do you do it multiple times a week? Do you set aside time? Do you like, what are you doing during that period of time? How long does it take you kind of walk me through what that looks like for you? And I know too, I want to reference, I know you do a lot of, um, like cooking on your Facebook channel where you like actually will do some cooking with people. So I definitely want to like send people over to that resource. Um, but we just kind of walk us through what that looks like on a logistical basis for when you're sitting down to do your meal prepping. Yeah. So I work in what I call pockets of time. So, and some pockets are bigger than others and some are consistent and some are not. Um, an example of a consistent pocket of time is that I go grocery shopping once for the week. Some people do it for two weeks at a time. I think one time, one week is the easiest to start with. And then as you get better, you can increase that. 
but I do it once a week. And that's where my biggest pocket of time is, is I, so I will say this, when I go to meal prepping, I never do like people always talk about freezer meal cooking and all that, all of that stuff for me is separate than my weekly stuff that I want to have all the time. Otherwise, it's going to be hours and hours in the kitchen, and you're more likely to not continue it if it's not sustainable. So I go to the grocery store, I come home, most people get the most overwhelmed when you get home from the store. It's like, where do I start? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And this is where I become like a ninja and a multitasker. As soon as I get home, I wash, um, it takes me one, I use about one hour of time. And that's when I'm going to wash all my produce for the week, get it all dried, stored correctly. And then I'll usually that's when I'm making my lunch for the week and probably smoothie packets if I need to. That's like it. I never prep dinners ahead of time. I don't prep anything for dinners ahead of time. I just have everything available that I need so that when I go to throw dinner together in the morning, I can just boom, 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 and be done. Mm -hmm. And so that's like my biggest pocket of time right there. Are you question? Are you eating the same meal for lunch the whole week? So um, for me, it varies. I, if I'm feeling strapped for time, I will just make at least one lunch for the week and start there. I always say start with one. You can always add more variety later, Sure. but yeah. at least just to get your feet wet. Cause some people are like, I don't want to eat the same thing for lunch every single day. You'd actually be surprised how much you love it when it makes it so much easier for you. Don't you don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you just do it and you make something really delicious and yummy. You can always do two options, but that's like down yeah. the road. Yeah, like it started with one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my husband and I usually double it up. My husband and I have it for lunches for the week. But throughout the week, that's when I'll take like 10 minutes here and there. A prime example, it's like when I have a chunk of time between taking my kids to two different schools. One kid starts an hour earlier than the others. That's a little pocket of time I can use to make like if I have like breakfast burritos, I want to pop in and like mass produce those. I can make 14 freezer sandwiches in 10 minutes for my kids. Um, I can make like, uh, I don't know, par- uh, yogurt, fruit parfaits to have as a snack. I can put those together in 10 minutes. So I fill in the gaps that way throughout a little bit each day. I'm not prepping all the time every day. It's just little chunks of time here and there. And that feels so much more doable than setting aside like four hours on a Saturday <laughs> too. I mean, that's the t- that's like family time. I want to yeah. go, like I usually will go as soon as I get home from the store and wash my produce. I have like a whole setup system so that I put nothing away until my stuff is being washed. Mm-hmm. Like the produce is being thrown in and being washed. Then I start to put the rest of the groceries away unless it's ice cream. That goes away first. That goes right away first. <laughs> <laughs> but what I usually do is I lay the produce out to dry and then I go to the beach with my family. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather be doing that on a Sunday than standing in the kitchen for four hours. I don't care how well it sets me up for the week. Sure. I'm I not then, willing to, to give that time to it. No, the kids are growing up so fast. Like that's when I always say you want to build memories, have time to build memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so good. Yes. Um, I love that idea of pockets of time of, of just looking for little pockets of time. And, you know, maybe it's like you, you know, you have 15 minutes here and so you can put together some smoothie packets or, you know, 20 minutes here and you can do some like protein balls or, or something like that. Yeah. And, um, it, it makes it feel much more doable to like fit it, you know, fit it in. Um, talk to me a little bit about recipes. Where are you finding recipes? Are you, um, like, sourcing them yourself? Are you creating them? I know you do a lot with like giving your members recipes in your membership. Um, but talk to me a little bit about like, what do you reuse the same recipes over and over every week? Or are you trying new ones? 
So for me personally, because I create recipes, I'm constantly trying new ones and where mm-hmm. my inspiration comes for that are like trending ideas that are too many steps for the busy family or have ingredients that are not the healthiest, like cream of whatever soups and mm-hmm. things like that. Like I'm all for fast recipes, but they have to help us reach our health goals. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I work a lot with recreating things like that, but what, um, what I do as far as like, I have like my, I call them like a fab five. They're like the five recipes that I know that I can make in a pinch that fill oh, in I the like gaps. That. Yeah, so that's good. really fast things. I know that my kids love things that I already have things on hand. So if I need something in a pinch, I can just do it. And those are kind of on rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, so I store every meal plan I've ever made. And those are pretty much on like a six week rotation. So it's constantly, and then like, maybe I'll add in a new recipe one a week. I never do more than one new recipe a week because you don't want to have a full week of failure on groceries just for cost effectiveness. <laughs> well, and for your like kids arguing and like com- complaining. It's not worth it. Yeah, like, it's not worth it at all. <laughs> no, it's like one, we try yeah. one new recipe. If we like it, it's great. We add it to the list. If not, we boot it. And, and so, tomorrow we'll have something you like because. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Are yeah. you so when you say that you rotate through those meal plans every six weeks, do you plan breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks? Like what? how much of that are you planning? So I, I plan for the family Monday through Friday for dinners and then snacks and breakfasts and lunches are for me because got it. Yeah, actually my kids want to eat the same thing every day mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it because they get variety everywhere else in their, their day and lunches I'm like cool with as long as it's balanced and they're getting all the nutrients and that's what they want, then I'm good with it. I don't even have to plan it out. I know what they're going to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like it. That's, that's really awesome. Um, so if we're, if we tilt this a little bit towards somebody who like a lot of the people who are listening, who have some sort of health and fitness goals, right. Meal prepping can be great to be able to help, uh, you have something to eat so that you have to make those decisions in the moment. Um, do you have any tips or suggestions for somebody who is coming to meal prepping with some sort of health and fitness goal? Uh, any tips that will help them to be more successful in the process of meal planning? Yeah. So if you have any sort of health and fitness goal for number one is making sure that you have produce that's in the house and it's kept properly Mm. and cleaned. You'd be surprised. They've done all kinds of studies on consumer reports, the amount of bacteria that you can't see on all kinds of produce washing it. I always say like I wash it in like a solution of vinegar and water um, to kill the bacteria naturally. And washing it doesn't extend the life of it. It just makes it so it's healthier to consume washing it and storing it makes it so that you're most likely to use it Mm. so that if it's prepped ready to go and you don't even have to think about it and it's in already individually packaged for yourself Mm -hmm. you can that makes it so that that's the difference between when you're in the heat of the moment of being either really busy or really starving having that grab and go like healthy option that actually looks beautiful when you go and open your refrigerator or going in and getting a bag of chips or stopping at a convenience store for a Snickers or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, I think that alone makes a huge difference. So talk me through exactly how you're doing it. So you're doing some sort of like vinegar solution. I assume you're like filling your, your sink with like water and vinegar and then you can, or you can, I use like a wash tub from, um, it's like called like a dish pan. I was like $2. Okay. So you're doing some sort of soak and then you're letting it dry. And then are you like cutting produce? Are you, how are, what's that process yeah. between after it's washed before it gets in, put into the fridge? 
Yeah, so I love it. This 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 is like my favorite part because if you did nothing else, this would not only save you money, but it would get you towards your goals. Awesome. My my members have lost like 35 pounds doing this. They've gotten like lowered their insulin levels, like all the great stuff just from this. So after it's like washed and drying, everything needs to be, by the way, bone dry when you go put it away in your in your refrigerator. Otherwise, that's when you get the white fuzz or things start right. to wilt and stuff like that. So some of it I cut up right away and put it into containers for myself for, I don't know, for snacks or breakfast or for the kids' lunch boxes. Um, I'll do some of that like berries, strawberries, blueberries, uh, don't actually need to be chopped, but like strawberries, anything like that, celery sticks, carrot sticks, as I do um, cucumbers, things like that. that are, other things can stay whole if they're my ingredients that I'm going to need for my recipes. I don't like chop up peppers for the week. I don't chop up sweet potatoes for the week and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of as needed. Mm -hmm. I do chop the things that I know that I need for snacks. Like I know that one of our snacks, my go-to and Sophie's and my daughter and my husband's is hummus and chopped vegetables. So mm -hmm. if I have that in little boxes ready to go with the hummus and the veggies already chopped, it's like makes a huge difference yeah, that's as huge. far as staying healthy. That's really awesome. That's really cool. Uh, I, I love hearing the specifics because it gives me something like, oh yeah, I could do that. That sounds easy, you know? And I think that's what you were saying earlier is like, that's the key is like, it should sound easy. We want to start with the things that sound easy. Yeah. We don't want to start with the four hours on a Saturday, making all the meals for the week, start with something that feels light and easy and um, be able to go from that and, and add on to it as you want to. Yeah. I mean, like for me, myself, I don't want to make all the dinners for the week on Sunday or all the side dishes and just microwave everything for my day every day. You know what I mean? Like I like fresh food too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, I, I, and I bring in, by the way, when it comes to like, I, I did say that I eat the same thing for lunch, but I do get variety with dinners and snacks and breakfast stuff. So it's not like I'm eating the same thing like the all same, the time. It's like not like the same day repeated over and over and over again. Yeah. It's just like lunch for me is a struggle because I've work and kids and like that. So one thing at least done is so easy. <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about uh, the beginner, right? Someone who's like just getting started with this, but I have to imagine that there's some people who are listening who have already maybe gone past that, like just the first step. And I'm wondering if you have any good tips for someone who's like wanting to take it to the next level. They're like, okay, yeah, I've already done like some of the beginner stuff and I want to kind of get to that intermediate level of meal prepping. Um, you know, what do you got for them? Yeah. So the goal is always to become more efficient and with your time. And I think multitasking is a next level step mm. so that if you're someone who just gets home from the store and you've got like, you already know how to wash your produce and stuff. This is when you can start to have something soaking and washing, something on the stove cooking, something in the oven too. So then it becomes kind of a well-oiled machine in your kitchen. It definitely can get overwhelming very quickly if you're a beginner. But if you have the beginning skills down and you're like, I got this, I'm ready for more, it's multitasking. So like for me, how it looks for me is not only is my stuff washed and drying at the same time, I'm throwing something in the crock pot like, I'm going to have like barbecue chicken stuffed sweet potatoes, right? So I'll put the barbecue chicken into the crock pot. I've got the sweet potatoes cooking in the pressure cooker I've got all at the same time. So then I can just put it all together. Yeah. Um, like all that. done at the same time. Yeah. So um, multitasking, I think, is definitely a leveled up skill. 
And that's the goal to be more efficient over time. But I will say this, like, once you have your system down, and you're feeling like good, there's no reason to make like, you're allowed to just reap the benefits of of everything you've put into place. We don't have to constantly try to change it and make it better and better and better. If you're feeling good where you are, then I'm always everyone. Uh, sometimes people feel guilty that they now have like time and they're not cooking. Mm. You ever get that? Where like I'm not doing. I feel like I should be doing more. That's the uh, yeah. point. Yeah, right. That's the point. <laughs> you should be able to go and just go off for a nice long bike ride with your kids if you want to. Right, you right. Have to worry about it. That's the whole point of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Talk to us a little bit about how you help clients if uh, people are wanting to like actually commit to this and actually get some help and make this a real reality in their life. How do you help clients with that? Yeah. So I have um a, a meal prepping membership that I absolutely love. We've helped over 9,000 clients in that membership alone. We do have a free challenge that we start everyone with. It's a five-day training. We've helped over 320,000 people with that challenge. So awesome. Families, I like to say. They're always families that are that are joining us. Um, but in the program that I have, in the membership that I have, we put everyone through a habit-building program where we start from square one and we start to really develop habits from the very beginning of getting you to be that ninja in the kitchen when you get home from the store, learning where your pockets of time are, finding the essentials that you need to prep that are going to pack, be the most efficient, but pack the biggest punch in your week um, so that it's so that you're not spending all day in the kitchen. We have resources available where we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of recipes done for you meal plans. We do workshops every month for freezer meals and kid workshops. And we do coaching calls every week. Mm -hmm. So we have tons of accountability in place. We have a community that's beautiful and positive and supportive where everyone just gets the struggle, just there to help. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. If you want to make fast changes in your life towards your goals, then having this accountability in a really affordable way mm -hmm. makes all the difference. That's so awesome. And we will link up. You have a challenge coming up. I know yeah. uh, that it will be an awesome opportunity for people to, to get a free taste of what it's like to uh, work with you and to get started with meal prepping. So we will be sure to link that up in the show notes of this episode. So you guys can, can check that out and go check out Allison's stuff. She's She's got great stuff to help you be a effective meal prepper. Yeah. The challenge start to finish, regardless of whether you join the program or not, it's super beneficial. Okay. So you'll learn a lot in that one week. Yeah. And that's coming up. So it's what a fantastic time to, to get started with that. Um, well, this has been awesome, Allison. Thanks so much for, for coming in and sharing all of your knowledge about meal prepping. Um, I'm, I know I'm taking away stuff. I'm like, Ooh, I want to try that. Ooh, I want to like add that to my, to my repertoire. So I know that other people are listening are hopefully feeling inspired to make some changes as well. Thank you so much. I could talk about this stuff all day long. I love it. So thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Allison. Thanks. I hope you're feeling inspired and you're walking away with some new ideas about what you can implement to be able to streamline your food and maybe make it a little bit easier to reach your health and fitness goals this year. If you are wanting to join Allison's challenge, which I highly suggest doing, you can go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash 262. That's the show notes for this episode. It's episode 262. So bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash 262. We'll link to all of Allison's um, social media as well as her challenge if you're wanting to give it a shot and, and see what meal prepping can do for you to give you back a little bit of your time and maybe a little bit of your your sanity. 
Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio Insider List. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And, you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.